It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Gopher fans, ah, not the not the outcome we thought we wanted. North Carolina beats the Gophers 31-13. I got Adam Weber. Everybody who knows Gopher football knows Adam Weber, former Gophers quarterback. I'm Ron Johnson, your host. This is Locked On Sports Minnesota, and this is the Locked On Gophers postcast. Now, we have to talk about this game. Uh, I was trying to find some bright spots, but I'm going to jump out there with this, Adam. When you look at the fact that Darius Taylor, a freshman, had 22 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown on 6.3 average per carry, you have to feel like the quarterback should have a little bit of relief. But when you watch this game, what was it about Ethan Kelly Manis today that we saw that we didn't see that that first game he threw the ball 44 times today 29 but only completed two passes to Brevin Span Ford who stands at 6'7 260 pounds I know you played with some good receivers in your day but when you have a running back having a day like that and then you just can't find a way to move the ball in the air what what did you see in this game yeah that's that's the challenge right we have a stellar defense again I think UNC just over you know over time you look at the numbers you know um they, they had a prolific probably uh, game, but early on we're running the ball. Um, but I thought Ethan just even the first few passes, the rhythm wasn't there and it, he was just a little off. And, and it just seemed like throughout the rest of the game we had, you know, I, I think we had more attempts kind of attempts at X plays, but we just didn't complete them. You know, the right. ball was, was off. Um, and those are the plays where, you see on the other side with Drake May making those plays, extending the plays, some of those big touchdowns. We just didn't have that today. And um, he just never got into rhythm. Yeah, and Drake May, I saw a tweet come out saying, uh, if you were to see Drake May today against the Gophers, your first time ever seeing him, do you feel like he's a first-round pick? Well, on video, it did nothing jumped out that was like, wow, this guy's a first-round pick. But he did finish with 414 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, 29 for 40. Uh, Omarion Hampton, their running back last week, who had over 200 yards rushing. He only had 46 yards rushing today in the TD. Also, British Brooks had a TD as well in 11 carries and 25 yards. When you look at Joe Rossi, I feel like Joe Rossi had it going for a while, and he was figuring out ways to kind of confuse Drake May, put him in situations that didn't work. But then the offense couldn't sustain drives. They couldn't stay on the field. Ethan Kelly Manis went out. We saw Cole Kramer come in. As a quarterback like Cole Kramer in that situation, because you're a quarterback, mm-hmm. you, you, you're cold. You haven't played much. You come into the game. He went YOLO on the bit at the end. And I know, like, I, I made a bunch of jokes on the pregame show today uh, about Drake, because Drake May and Drake the rapper and the motto and going YOLO. But I was saying go YOLO on defense, not on offense. Uh, Kramer came in and just threw a deep ball with two guys covering one receiver. But but what are your thoughts coming in as a quarterback like Cole Kramer? That's like, hey, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be in here. I got to come in here and try and find some magic for this team. Yeah, I mean, the number one thing, whether you're a starter or backup, is to protect the football, especially in a P.J. Fleck program. Um, and in that situation, you know, watching Cole in practice and leading up to it, very capable quarterback, mm-hmm. makes good decisions. But we all know things are different when the bullets are flying. You're out there live, coming off the bench cold, trying to will something to happen and ultimately making a pretty substantial mistake, throwing that ball away, and it's a touchback. And, you know, how I look at it, he had pressure coming into his face. Um, 
it's hard to make that decision, but sometimes the best decision of a quarterback is to take that sack, right? Yeah, yeah and, and and that's the thing. Like, is he or just throw it out of bounds? Like, run right. around, so, throw it out of bounds. What, what, yeah, anything other than what happened. Like, is because it's, it's one thing if it's like you're throwing a punt because you're like, hey, we just right. have to get rid of the ball. But in that situation, you could have lived to fought another day. Uh, figured out because you're in you're in a technically you're in a scoring position uh, with maybe two or three plays and so that to me just felt like a guy coming in and trying to make magic happen when you look at at, at Drake May and and just you know 414 yards again it wasn't it wasn't glaring but here's where I go with this one this is the one for Ethan Kelly Manis to me that I think he's going to look back on this game and kick himself as a quarterback you look to your right you got Dan- so everybody knew. I knew. I mean, at least every football player knows this. When you're in the red zone, you're on the five yard line. You got a tight end to your left who's 6'7, 260 pounds. And you to your right, you got a receiver that's maybe 5'11 on a good day. And he's manned up on the short side of the field. And your tight end is manned up on the wide side of the field. If you get, uh, we, we called it fade or whatever, yeah, pat fade. your hip. Where are you going with the ball as a quarterback? Yeah. So, Exactly. I, the old, uh, I can't remember what coach told me this, but it's KYP. Know your personnel. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, you, we can drop all the plays in the world, but when you get man-to-man coverage, it's know my personnel. Where do I have a matchup? And then where do I have room? That's a very safe throw. I can throw that thing way to the corner and let him go run underneath it. I have all that field to work with, with no safety over the top. Mm-hmm. That's You would just have more room for air there. Um, maybe they, don't, they haven't worked it, but you know, you'd like to see him when you get those matchups. I mean, that's what you want. You know, when you can get a big tight end out there one on one, we'll take the I'll take that matchup any day. And as a and as a quarterback, again, going to your coach, uh, what does Ethan Kelly Manis need to do? Because everybody's talking about this Brevin span for usage and the and the lack of it. I mean, two mm-hmm. catches, six yards. You you see the the North Carolina literally in the red zone said, Look, we're gonna man you up. Is your guy better than our guy? I think our guy and Brevin Span for it again. I keep bringing up six seven two sixty. Mm-hmm. The reason for it is he's the same size as Matt Spade. Yeah, same exact size as Matt Spade, who was one of the best tight ends in the country because he was utilized. What 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 conversation does that look like between tight end now quarterback and offensive coordinator? Looking back on some of those plans, saying why why are we not using him in the red zone more? Well, and and it goes to it. I mean, just even overall, we, we are struggling in the red zone. So right now, you know, as, as a whole entire offensive staff, they have to look at themselves and, and realize when you get inside that 25-yard line inside the red zone, you have to find a way to score touchdowns. You just have to, especially with, again, with how we're running the football in between the 20s and how, how stellar our defense is most of the time. Tight ends are, are your first down. They pick up first downs and they score touchdowns for you. You'd love to see some, some stuff where, you know, if we're going to get some split-high safety, Brevin going, you know, it seemed down the middle, but even some of the stuff in the flat of just getting him the ball, getting him in rhythm. Um, that's one of those things where, you know, going into a game, we're thinking, you know, as a quarterback, as, as, as a quarterback um, and staff, who needs to touch the ball? And, you know, what, what plays allow me to get the ball into the playmaker's hands? So whether that's Brevin on a flat route, kind of underneath with, with a corner out over the top, and I'm just going to peg it to the uh, peg it to Brevin, get him the ball, they still got to tackle that dude. You know, sometimes even when they have um, an outside linebacker or, or a hard cover two corner over there in the flat, they still got to tackle that dude. Um, and so, you know, sometimes it's not, not holding on the football and just getting the ball up, but yeah, we haven't utilized the size and speed of some of our playmakers we have. 
And when you look at the third downs, I mean, you know this, third down is the most important down on the field, sustaining drives for the mm -hmm. offense, getting off the field for the defense. The Gophers were, were very inept. On, on, on third down today, three for 12, you got uh, Carolina who was 12 for 17. And it showed when you look at the amount of yards gained on third and fourth down by Carolina compared to the Gophers at one point in the game, it was 159 yards gained on third or fourth down by North Carolina. The Gophers had gained like 47, no, sorry, 27 yards. That clearly is a, there's a disconnect between first and second down. And PJ Fleck does say in order to win third down, they have to win first and second down. They didn't win first and second down either, but it's like third down. It was almost uh, some of the play calling. Cause I know PJ got interviewed at halftime and said he liked the play calling. Yeah. I, I personally did not. Cause I feel like there's so many weapons on this team uh, and there's so many like because they they said I don't know they said at one point two was balanced the the play call was at some point you can't always be balanced because you you have 170 yards rushing you have 133 yards passing I don't care if the play calling is balanced that's not balanced you have more run yards than pass yards by a wide margin when you look at the passing of, of North Carolina 414 yards and 105 yards on the ground in my opinion. It is pass heavy, but that feels way more balanced. Like 100 yards rushing is usually like a good day for running backs. 300 yards passing is a good day for the passing game. 133, you lost the passing game battle. The rushing game battle you won, but that doesn't matter when you're going against a Heisman candidate and Drake May. Uh, when you look at the play calling and the ability to check out of plays, I know they do check with me, so there's not as much ability for the quarterback. But as a quarterback, do, can you – like how does that happen on the sideline when you're like, hey, coach, you keep checking to this – why aren't we doing this? What, what, how does that happen? Well, you know, I, I, I believe in typically in college, there's not a lot of leash that they give, you know, to the quarterback. Um, obviously it depends on the system, but with, with Ethan, with this being his first full season, yeah. you know, I think a lot of times they're banking on that uh, Harbaugh up in the Greg Harbaugh up in the, in the box. Uh, he's making those checks and adjustments. And in the week prior leading up to it, you know, there's, there's got to be um, some good synergy between the quarterback and the staff to know, hey, in this situation, when we check to this, it's because the defense is showing this look and this is where we expect the ball to go or this is the run play we want to get to. Um, you'd love for it to get to a point where you can trust your quarterback so that he sees the field and the defense like a coordinator and can make those checks and plays. It, it I don't think that's a knock on Ethan at all because there's some NFL systems that don't allow a lot of flexibility for the quarterback to make a lot of audibles. But with that said, when you're three for 12 on third down, that's not going to win games. You have some turnovers. Granted, we didn't lose the turnover battle today, uh, but we did lose the third down battle. We lost the, the total uh, time with of, of possession. Um, and again, it goes back to like, when you get into that red zone, what, what plays can we dial up? Whether it be, um, trying to establish the run a little bit more or do that like we have done in the past, or is it drawing up some true drop back passes instead of like these one-offs? I, I remember the first time I think we're down in the red zone. We started with just a single whip route uh, with really nothing else for him to go to it. Granted, um, you know, I, I believe our receiver fell down. Yep. Next play, we throw a fade, um, not a high percentage play, but still, you know, I, I don't mind it, but I'd love to see something where there's some progression. You're reading the defense high, low, some stuff, just get a lot, you know, put them in a bind a little bit more instead of these one-offs. But um, this, this game has uh, got away from us. You know, I felt like we had a chance. We started the, we ended the second quarter. Well, started with the football started well, and then just, again, just kept on 
shooting ourselves in the foot, not allowing ourselves as a whole entire offense to find that rhythm, that momentum that is needed to win on the road against a, a good opponent. Yeah, and, and we're going to come to your questions, people. I see some questions on, on Twitter. Uh, I know there's some questions in the chat. We're going to try to hit on some of those. Uh, some of the concerns as well. Here's one concern. Um, Kyle Barker, that's Kyle underscore Barker, Adam. This is what he says. He says he, feel like, he feels like we should have started this show at the 10-minute mark in the game in the fourth quarter because he feel like at that point, P.J. conceded the game. Uh, he said, is, it, is, it, is he aware that you can go for it on fourth down? This is not 1997. Now, I wasn't a go for 1997. I didn't even live in Minnesota. So I don't know the 1997 reference, but Adam, going forward on fourth down, uh, when you're down, uh, do you feel like it's a it's a double edged sword? Because if they go for it on fourth down and you don't get it, give them a short field. Now you're just giving them a short chance to do it. Are you like it's punting away, hoping your defense? Like I I I understand what he's saying. Like play the offense as this is four downs. Like yeah. third down, you don't need to go for a first down. You just need to make it a manageable fourth down. Um, is that your thought as well, or do you have a different perspective on kind of that 10-minute mark, you're down two scores, how to operate? Yeah, well, you know, there you can look at it a, a few different ways. You can look at, it like, say, the metrics of it. What what do the, the stats tell you? You know, what are high, what, what's your highest percentage here? You can look at it that way. You also look at it as how has my defense been playing that game? Mm-hmm. Do I feel like if we do go for it and I put them in an adverse situation field position-wise, will they bow up and make a stop? Um but I, I heard back on um, – I remember last year playing Illinois, and I felt like Illinois went for it all the time on fourth down, regardless of field position. I was like, you know, that is – that's powerful. That's a coach that's saying, here's what we're going to do. Now, granted, it helps when you convert those fourth downs. Uh, you know, if, you, if you're getting stopped and you turn the ball over, that can be very uh, – it takes the wind out of the sails. But um, it's also important for the quarterback or the offense to know if it's, if it's third down, third and long – and I know that it's just going to be um, – we're going to go for it on fourth down. I'm going to make a different decision on third down. It's hard to communicate that in college because there's no head, there's no ear, you know, headphones in the quarterback's helmet. Correct. Yep. Uh, you can maybe signal it in. I'd hope there is some type of signal where you're telling them two plays or, or something like that. Or prior to the week you say, hey, on third down, we're going to call these type of plays when we know we're going to go for it on fourth down. Um, so it, it's, it's a kind of a hodgepodge of, of decisions that need to be made. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy hindsight to look back. Um, but when it never felt like we had momentum in that game, I don't think you have much to lose to go for it there and try to create momentum for yourselves. Yeah, and we're going to get to rest some of more of these comments and questions. Uh, but before we jump into the rest of these and, and break down, we're going we're gonna to pick kind of a player of the game. Uh, both of us will take one. But I want everybody to know, Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. My daughter is one that she does have a peanut allergy, so I definitely appreciate this. And it gives you a peace of mind so that when you're not just hoping that something can happen and you have access to medication, you know you have your emergency case. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in your hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing cons- consultations and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off using code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com promo code locked on well here's another one adam uh another another person in the chat their their comment or twitter sorry their twitter 
Um, it's Slate, CD Slate is his name. He said, this is not a good team, period, at all. Why do people overreact? Because I don't feel that way. I, I think this is a good team. You saw a lot from Darius Taylor. You saw some things you can build on as an offense. Uh, I know, like, when I play, we lost to Ohio University and then turned around and beat Ohio State. So I know if Twitter existed back in ninth or what was that, 2000, people would have probably said the same thing. They'd be like, oh, this Gover team sucks. And then we beat Ohio State. Oh, this Gover team is great. We beat Penn State in 1999, and then we lost to Indiana. Like, it is what it is. Like, this is what football is about. The, 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 the Gophers are 19 or were 19 and one, I think, or 18 and one against non-conference opponents. That was second in football. So yeah. the fact that P.J. Fleck has done this much up to this point, uh, one game does not make the season. One game does not make the team an evaluation. But why? what is it about fans and the sky is falling mentality every time there's a loss? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I feel for the fans. I am a fan myself. And there is a lot of disappointment. You have the Vikings 0-2, right? Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. then you hear this is kind of like, hey, let's see the go. This is your time to take over the town. You know, have a big win on the road, a lot of hype. I, you know, it looked like there was a good showing of Gopher fans um, at North Carolina, but um, would have loved to see us perform better in those situations because that's the best way to uh, not shut those people up, the critics up, mm -hmm. but that is the number one way to do it. You have to win these games. The season and the schedule doesn't get any easier along the, uh, down the road. This would have been a good one, but we have to remind ourselves that's a good team we just played with yeah. a very good quarterback. Granted, I agree with you, Ron. I didn't leave the game thinking, wow, that guy is a sure top 10 pick. Right. But they won the game. He made big plays. You know, that's one of those games that I'm sure throughout the rest of the season, he's going to put together a, quite the, the resume. Correct. Uh, and that's just one where he wasn't incredibly um, flashy or didn't jump out at you. But then you shoot, you look at the, the stats and you go, wow, he actually did have a, a heck of a game against – what we like to believe a very, very good defense for the uh, Golden Gophers. So for what, uh, what I say to the fans is um, fair to say that uh, it's a long season. There are many games left to play where um, to have uh, your hopes and dreams to yeah. live through this team. <laughs> this isn't the end of the world. It's a non-conference opponent, which is huge, right? I think we'll learn a lot from this game. But with that all being said, this would have been a great launching pad for the offense in general, just to put together a better performance to put um, some of the doubters at ease. Yeah. And, and Joel, that's Jay Haugen 44 on Twitter. He says, PJ's done a good job of selling hope and tickets, but if this season turns into four and eight or five and seven, which means he's not going to a bowl game. He, he thinks it could happen. I personally don't think it could. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. I think that they should win at least seven games. Uh, but he's saying if this happens, if, so we're looking at a five yep. and seven Gophers team, no bowl game. What do you think happens next? Do you think PJ gets put on the hot seat or do you think this is just another stepping stone and we move on? Um, I think it's fair to be on the hot seat for sure. Uh, in this climate, we are in collegiate football, but um, I think we um, as a program have tied ourselves to PJ so that he gets a grace uh, for an off year. Yeah. We knew going into this and they kind of set the seeds prior to this year saying it's the third hardest schedule or, you know, whatever the number was, it right. is a hard schedule. It's going to be a tough year. Um, but ultimately, you know, you're hired and you make a lot of money to put together the best football team possible and win these games. The people are paying a lot of money uh, for season tickets and support. So 
very fair, but I, I, I it, is, it appears to me that PJ is um, everything he says and how a coil is around him. You know, he wants to be here for a long time. This might be what, what happens down in Iowa every once in a while where, you know, Kirk has um, um, an off year. And although Iowa fans are upset, they realize like, hey, you know, sometimes you go whatever, six and six or seven and five. And um, and that's just an off year. Uh, love to have that grace. But uh, when you're a uh, gopher fan base, we haven't had success in many, many years uh, to the level that we want to get to. I think it just people people's patience is wearing thin yeah and our jace medical player of the game because this kid was using an emergency situation we're going to go with darius taylor adam when you look at a running back like darius taylor player of the game 22 carries like i said 138 yards and a touchdown he shows the patience of a, of a veteran he shows the patience almost of Le'Veon bell to the point where i'm a little bit annoyed sometimes not gonna lie i get a little bit annoyed how how slow he's behind the line but I know he's reading that zone read and he's making it work. What have you seen in Darius Taylor as a freshman? Darius Taylor is the second highly recruited kid out of Detroit, Michigan, uh, well, the suburbs of Michigan. Um, but but what did you think of his game today? No, I, I, Ron, I agree with you. It is interesting at times to see him uh, at the line, kind of just patient, waiting for that that zone hole to hit and then just hitting it, you know. Uh, you'd love to see him at times to know when it's just, hey, I'm lowering my shoulder. I'm going to go Mo Abraham on it and just get in there. Right. Or am I going to be more patient and try to find that time? Because that can come back to bite you. You might have backside pursuit or whatever it is. Um, but as a freshman, I agree with you. I'd rather have a, a guy who um, is more patient and I can teach, I can tell him to be more aggressive. It's hard to have a, a running back throttle back and have vision, right? You can't really teach vision, right? That's it's pretty much uh, God given to you. Uh, and it, it appears that he has that. So, we have ourselves another good running back, which has been great to see. Um, and I think it's well-deserved that he, he he gets the player of the game. He's only going to get better. And mm -hmm. I, what's probably most impressive, and Ron, you know this, coming in as a freshman into, in, into Big Ten or even into big-time college football, those are big dudes you're playing against, the D-line, the linebackers, and the safeties that you're hitting. It is drastically different than high school football. So the fact that he's able to carry the workload of all the carries that we're, we're now – kind of asking him to do and to put up the yards that he is, it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, when you look at the stats, you know, sideline to sideline, you know how we do as players. We're going to look at this on Monday if you're, you know, a college player Sunday or Monday. It, it felt like, I mean, it looks like it was closer than it was. Gophers first downs 20, North Carolina 26. Uh, when you look at total plays, that's where it kind of got lopsided. 77, but I think that was more towards the end of the game. 77 for North Carolina, 61 for the Gophers. Penalties, the Gophers won the penalty battle. North Carolina had five. The Gophers had three. Uh, interceptions thrown. They they wash each other out, two and two. I will say Cole Kramer uh, is responsible for one of those. So Ethan won the Drake May interception battle. I think Drake May uh, threw some unsolicited passes where you're like, oh, you get you got to see that guy there. And then vice versa for Ethan. You got to know when and, and when, you, when you can and when you can't stick a ball in a hole because guys are there. And same with the zone. There were some times where they dropped eight in coverage and Nathan tried to force it in there, almost got intercepted or almost you know could have been taken back. So uh, he'll learn from this. Again, you, you brought up a great point. This is his first year starting quarterback. Uh, you know His leash might not be long at all because he doesn't really know the offense the way Tanner Morgan knew it. Uh, Tanner Morgan didn't have a long leash because he wasn't as athletic as Ethan. So mm -hmm. I think if you could fast forward this to two years from now, we're going to be like, man, this kid, Ethan Kalik Manis, is really good. He has a really good grasp of this offense. Uh, but the passing plays, that's the, that the passing yards, that's the thing for me where that's where the Gophers lost the game. 
North Carolina, 414 yards passing. The Gophers, 133 yards passing. If you want to win, like, you, you, got, you got some big-time Big Ten football coming up. There's no way. Like, we just watched Washington, or it's not over yet. I, I was watching Washington absolutely demolish Michigan State through mm. the air. Oregon's going to enter the Big Ten and do the same thing. Yeah. These West Coast, UCLA, USC, like Dante Moore, uh, Dante Moore for USC, UCLA, quarterback, he's a pro quarterback. Like, he was ahead of Arch Manning as yeah. far as freshmen coming into this season. He was rated the number one quarterback in the country over Arch Manning. And now he's at UCLA, which means now he's coming into the Big Ten. Uh -huh. So in order to, like, be able to keep up, because everybody keeps talking about this Big Ten realignment, the Gophers are going to have to find a way. We know that first game, 400 or whatever, 44 passes. Yep. Today, threw the ball a lot, 20, I mean, almost 30 times, but only 11 completions. So I, I, I just say I think, like, when you look at this offense, Coach Harbaugh is his first year. I'm not saying take it away and give it to Matt Simon. But we've seen Matt Simon call bowl games when, when Kirk Scirocco was out. We've seen Matt Simon step in and call, and he's called some great games. And, and I know I don't know if it's P.J. Fleck holding Matt Simon back and just like, hey, you're going to have your time or what it could be. But I, I just feel like this offense got really stagnant. The plays got really, like, predictable. Um, when they lined up the line of scrimmage, there were times where I'm like, just throw – I mean, you remember this. Just throw the bubble screen. Yeah. Like, you got three receivers, two DBs. Throw the bubble. Or yep. throw the tunnel, like whatever. The one step back, two guys come over and block. This guy just, you know, he feeds and follows through. Vice versa. You guys go up and get him, you bubble. Like, you have to be able to do the simple. And that's that's the reason why on first and 10, you go trips, look at the numbers. Just throw the bubble. Throw the yep. tunnel. And and that's some of the things maybe Harbaugh doesn't have. Because we can say that stuff as, as, as fans and as analysts and media members and analysts up in the booth because i heard the booth guy say that too like why aren't you throwing to nathan Gallic man is in the red zone we can all say that but it takes a coach to have that in his bag and i don't know if they have it because this is the third game now and the lack of uses for brevin spanford in the red zone is getting scary now because yeah. now we're into the point where there's no reason not to do like if i'm six three not if i am at six three 220 pounds when i was in college if i didn't get a fade in week one two and three I'm going to coach like, yo, what are we doing right now? Like, Mace, this is not okay. Like, I don't have to build up to it. Like, who cares if they know I can catch a fade? Stop it. Like, stop me. You know, you had Eric Decker. Did you have um? You have Spafe too? No, I mean, well, I was on the I redshirted, so I okay. didn't get to throw to Spafe. But you had Decker though. Yeah. So and I and I've seen you throw fades to Decker. When you lined up with you and Decker, you knew if it's a fade called. If I got to choose between Decker and anybody else, I'm probably going to Decker. Yeah. And I think that's where Ethan kind of has to get, and Brevin might need to like, I mean, you know, you're getting some NIL money. You might want to give a couple couple dollars over to Ethan and be like, yo, bro, throw me the ball, and I'll take care of you. Because I'm not going to lie. I paid my quarterback numerous ways, whether it was, hey, if we go out after, we're going to get drinks, or I'm just going to shoot you some cash. But you got to get me the ball, man, because in the red zone – I don't know if this guy can guard me one-on-one. -on -one. I don't even know if two-on-one works against certain teams. When you look at two, five, six, and five, seven DBs, throw me the fade. And yep. I'm very concerned with that because that's the simple part of football that when you have a bigger guy that can play, and he plays basketball, Adam, he dunks basketballs yep. to this day. So that means he has an at least a 35-inch vertical at six, seven, and they are not using them. So um, that's kind of my takeaway from this game. Like, I'm, I'm very concerned um and 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 interested 
and what happens next. Because if this offense gets stagnant, this coach doesn't use Brevin uh, halfway through the season, and we're still saying, why does he have two catches? Why is he not being thrown to the red zone? There might be calls for panic because I know the fans don't want to hear that, but it might be calls for panic. And maybe, you know, we've seen a lot of coordinators come in and we've seen a lot of coordinators go and, 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 you know, it was a long season. So we're going to give coach Harbaugh a chance, but you got to throw the ball to the tight end. Uh, but Adam, I want to thank you for joining me on the uh, postcast. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Adam Weber. As you guys know, the go North Carolina uh, Tar Heels beat the Gophers. 13 to 31. The score was not indicative until the end. I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit closer. It felt like early on in the game, the Gophers did seem like they had a chance, but the game just got out of hand at the end. As some of the fans have, have tweeted us and have mentioned in the chat, yes, it looked bad towards the end. We know that. But the Gophers have another test at hand because you got Northwestern walking into U.S. Bank Stadium, and it's a 6 30 p.m. kickoff so it's gonna be a night game it's gonna be fun it's gonna be an atmosphere and then they got louisiana on the 30th those are two teams northwestern and louisiana should be wins so for the fans saying oh they're not gonna win, that's four games they should have they should be four and one heading into october 7th to play michigan and then you got number 25 iowa they travel to on october 21st and then michigan state did not look great now with mel tucker under fire they're going to travel to Minnesota and Illinois as well. Did not look up to par of what we've seen in the past. They travel to Minnesota as well, November 4th. So that alone right there to me seems like that's six games and PJ Flex is in the bowl game. But I know people like being negative in Minnesota. But I don't want to thank you for joining me. Uh, people, it's a loss. They took it on the chin, but they got to come back next week. It'll happen. And if it doesn't happen, we're going to be mad again about Brevin's fan four. We might need to get T-shirts that say free Brevin because <laughs> – it wasn't it wasn't what we thought, but Darius Taylor is clearly a star. He is the player of the game for us on Locked On Sports Minnesota and the Locked On Gophers podcast. You guys have a great night and enjoy your weekend. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.